This is an island surrounded by water, big water, ocean water. I asked you not to tell me that. It's <laughs> pretty good, actually. All right, so Hopewell, they're in school all year long now. Sorry, kids. All Congratulations. Year long. But the first school system to make that ridiculous mistake on the planet. You think it's wrong? I I'm think so it's sure. wrong. Let's debate that. It's terribly wrong. Michael, Unless they're going to keep them in the building 24 hours a day, it's terribly wrong. Michael Paul Williams says America is racist until reparations fixes it. America. Racist nation. That's just disgusting. That's ridiculous. Can you imagine thinking that way? It's just, we'll talk about it. Not a single, not a single environmental fear tactic prediction in the last 50 years has come true. Not a single one. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio is the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name's Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. <coughs> Excuse me. Thanks for joining us this uh Beautiful Friday afternoon. We may have some uh, some severe storms coming in tonight, and that's always fun. Uh, <laughs> could bring lightning and hail and such. So be careful and be on the lookout for that. <laughs> you know these. these I think they're here. These uh, these hot temperatures are going to be around for a while. No, so kind of weird. They're very good. High stalled over. It's the environment. Dude. It's I need one of those fake maps. There's a high stalled here over Bermuda. You know, you missed Winds your calling. Winds are coming up. Yep. Winds are coming, but they're bouncing off the high stalled over Bermuda <laughs> and causing rain and hail and stuff it's to just, fall back here you're, for you're, an unknown, right. determined pressure, you know, that high could stall for a long time. So. Nip it in the bus. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> if you wanted to travel, Bermuda would be a good place to go because if you look here, and my done? fake invisible map for all of those watching us on uh, our Facebook Live. Facebook? It's called oh, Facebook, yeah. Facebook Live. Live. Right. I knew it was something. Yeah, like and it. it's our fan page. And it's so our fan you, page. It, it oh, is. we have a fan page. Yeah. That's well, right. Well, there's got to be, there doesn't have to be fans to be a fan page. They're just, it's a fan page. <laughs> Join our fan page and watch my invisible map as the high stalls over Bermuda for an unknown amount of time. These guys are crazy. Maybe at least for at least seven days we're going to have weird weather. All right. And that's always fun. Coming up at 4 o'clock, you're no longer responsible for your actions. Tiger Woods is being sued this week for a bartender being drunk, and Fredericksburg, Virginia is suing opioid manufacturers. So it's not... You aren't responsible for anything you do. You mean the city of Fredericksburg? The city of Fredericksburg is suing the opioid manufacturers. Is this going to become like a... Uh Class action lawsuit. Yes, of some every, sort. All I'm of sure. the, Anybody the junkies ever. can join, yeah, jump on correct? and well, say, look, you're hey, not responsible for maybe I junkie. can get some money to buy some more stuff exactly. as a junkie. If you are a junkie, it's not your fault. If you drink too much in a bar and, tr- and wreck your car, it's not your fault. It's Tiger Woods. Fault. It's, it's Tiger Woods' uh, fault. The bar's fault, and you can sue the bar in Virginia. That's and apparently that. in Florida as well. It's ridiculous and at four that's the debate Truly at five. Great law i'm glad they passed it at five de blasio is now uh in the presidential hunt and he started off by saying there's money what did, but what it's all in the wrong that? places i'm sorry what name de blasio oh consumed yeah exactly that's what I, when i say, say it every actually time you hear that name it sounds I, like you sneezed I, I don't want to say it 
again. The Bellagio. Not Sounds a like sing- an Italian dish. <laughs> I'll have the Bellagio. <laughs> well done. I want a salad with, with it first. Extra garlic bread exactly. and a big salad. <laughs> That's great. All right. Not a single environmental prediction of the last 50 years has come true. Not a single one. Yet we are oh, told. Come on now. Some have bound it. <clears throat> no, they haven't. Not a single one. I'm going to make a prediction right now. There will be volcanoes that erupt sometime in the next, I don't know, 50 years. Yeah, right. And that the one, science but that's not of climate change that's an, is leaping out at us like a scene from right. a 3D movie. <laughs> a there curtain. will be bad storms at some point in the next 50 years. Well, let me Hurricanes just, will come. Let me give you an example. Ten-year period. Let me give you an example. Uh, tornadoes some coming. Obsidity or of stupidness of climate change fear-mongering. Did you say Obs- as, as, yes. absurdity? Absurdity. Absurdity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Oh. Life expect in 1980, they said the life expectancy will be 42 years by 1980. The life expectancy will be 42 years by 1980. Yep. By the year 2000. Let me do some calculating. Listen to this. Shazam, I don't have much time left. Listen to this crazy environmental prediction. By the year 2000, there won't be any more crude oil. Fish will suffocate. Well, crude oil, I've always wondered about crude oil. <clears throat> Why not polite oil? You know, clean oil, polite oil, not crude oil. Oh. Ever had somebody be crude and rude and impolite? I think, crude, I think what they time? mean by crude, I'm not going to have this conversation. What do you mean it by crude? Matter. I don't, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Does that mean it doesn't matter? If, does it does, that has mean nothing to nasty? do with the prediction. Nasty? You're stuck on a word. Stuck on a word. That's a new song I'm going to write. Here's, another, ready by the here's another prediction, you goober. Here's stuck another prediction. Stuck on a word. A prediction that never came true. Not a single environmental prediction of the last 50 years has come true. Here's one. Civilization will end within the next 15 to 30 years. Oh, I thought you were going to say minutes. I was going to say, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here and waiting for that. No, that's, that's not, that's totally consistent. And when was that, 1980? It was 1970 when that was said. And how long was it, 15 to 30? Yeah, 15 to 30. Well, we are all dead. Mm, that's my point. Saying? Yes, thank you for wow. making it. So, Bernie Sanders in 1989 said similar things that shows the the, the really uh, emotional part of the environmental movement. It's not about facts. It's more about socialism and big government and emotional, restricting freedom. Like, <laughs> that type of emotional or emotional like, oh, my. Yes, that one. I must run and hide. Here's Bernie Sanders in 1989, Mike. Bernie, he's the man. We face, as all people know, an ecological crisis in our time, whether it's acid rain, the destruction of the ozone layer, the greenhouse effect. One would think that the CBSs and the NBCs of the world will be doing prime time specials on these programs, having different scientists talking about the issues, involving people in understanding what's going on in terms of our planet. They don't. But well, they he, do should, now. he should say next. Now, you pay me $100 a week. That's not much out of your business, and I'll protect you from all of this stuff. <laughs> that sounds just like that's it. what he sounds that's like. That's perfect. Because he's, he, he sounds like a mafioso. An ecological crisis in our time, whether it's acid rain, the destruction of the ozone layer. He hasn't changed at all. You don't want acid rain raining down on top of your building. You pay me $100 a week. My boys will prevent that from happening. Acid rain coming around here, what's he like? You know, that's we'll shakedown. Like, it's a shakedown. You're right. It's a Why shame. are you here, Acid Rain? Forget about it. Get out of our de- neighborhood. I'll protect you. He's kind of kooky, isn't he? $100 that's, a week is cheap. Yeah, that sounds like a shakedown. 
It's, it's a, a shakedown. It's a, it's a total That's shakedown. exactly what it is. This is what the, the entire global warming environmental wacko movement's about. Bernie Sanders said this in 1989, as if fear and death were coming upon us. And here we are in 2019, and Bernie Sanders is still saying essentially the exact same thing with a little bit more, well, with his accent, though. The greenhouse effect. <laughs> Safety so. in numbers. Everybody give me a dollar on the planet. I'll make it all go away. You'll never see me again. I promise you. Not a single environmental prediction in the last 50 years has come true, Bernie Sanders. Civilization still exists. Life expectancy has increased by 30% to wow. 72%. Extreme poverty is what in do you half. Mean, wait, wait a minute. Life expectancy has increased 30% to 72%. Yeah. What does so 70, 72% the mean? I'm not 72 percentage. years? It's an age, 72. I'm sorry. Till age it's 72. an age, 72. Oh. Air pollution has sharply declined in those last 50 years. Food has increased in those yeah. last 50 years. And I like to eat. I mean, it's unbelievable how wrong they are. There's plenty of food to eat. The, the best place to discuss this is AOC, who is the, uh, the, now, new, the new Bernie Sanders. The new younger center. Uh, this one got hit hair. in the head or something. The, the younger Bernie Sanders. Her comments on this this week are amazing. The fear-mongering does not end. She's we have that for you. Now to have suffered a concussion at some point in her life because she hasn't got a clue. I don't even think she realizes Wait. where she is most days. Bye, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> Wait till you hear the clip. That's her. That is next. And your phone calls, 454-0822. 454-0822. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Why don't you just check yourself into the old fool's home while I still have a bed left? The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. Well, if you ask me where I come from. I love that liner, by the way. Showing off. I'm not going to tell anyone. Showing off the First Amendment, use the second when necessary. Not a single. And I address the uh, the the environmental uh, fascists, those uh, as some call them, nature Nazis, tree huggers. Uh, not Have you a ever single. Hugged a tree? Not a, liberating. Not a single. Unless, unless the sap's out, then it's kind of sticky. Not a single environmental prediction of the last fifty years has come true. Al Gore. Ted Danson, any of you, you goofballs. We nothing. challenge you to find one and let us know. Not a single one. We could be wrong. We're just, you know, we're saying. So what's with all this? We're now? not wrong. AOC, Alexandria Cortez. Oh, Alex. Was Alexandria, on, baby. She was on. Uh, Cortez. She, she was on stage this week talking about her Green Deal. Here she is. Now, listen to her in context of this not a single environmental prediction has come true in 50 and Let's years. have a contest and guess her age. I say 14. We are not going to give up. Good start. I don't think she should give up, Richard. Do you think Maybe she should 15. give up? She sounds like I that. don't think she should give up because oh. it's enjoyable to listen to her. <laughs> exactly. And it gives us, uh, you know, material. Material. For the radio show. We are not going to give up on the fight to decarbonize our economy, to make sure that we live a sustainable and just and provide and and have a life and an environment that provides for all people, not just the privileged few. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's about the environment. We are not going to give up. I thought it was about the environment. This is so much more than just the environment. Oh, she. She's got a lot of topics happening right now. It's it's a little bit uh, now she, she continues feels important here right now. Listen, listen to how she's 
Listen to how impassioned she is about the environment and big government socialism combined. This is a call to reorganize and to make sure that we are fighting for a just economy. A just economy? A just I thought economy. it was about the Green Deal. I thought well, this was about the environment. The environment has damaged our economy. Our economy's, what's a good way to put it? Cooking with gas right now. I mean, it's that's really a good environmental way to doing <laughs> cooking with gas. That's perfect. Incredibly well. By the way, that's and, a uh, beautiful visual in my mind, cooking yeah. with gas. Cooking with wood smoke. I don't care. It's, <laughs> no, gas is cooking. Yeah. And and it's not just. I don't get it. It's not just. It's not just. So she continues. We organize and to make sure that we are fighting for a just economy, for a just society, a just a, environment, what? and a just future. What's a just environment? What's a just environment? Environment is not, it's just as free, I, I thought. Know, I thought just in time I, I, environment? I don't know I what mean, it means. Just in time I don't economy? know. The, what does that even mean? I don't a know. just economy is or that, a just environment. I know what a just economy is supposed to mean according to the left, but what is a just environment? Can, how do people get away with saying this stuff? I just well, don't get it. Who's a no, nobody, nobody is raising their hand, and there's a bunch of bobbleheads in the audience, and all you got to do is smack them on the back of their head. It's like <laughs> boing, 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 boing. It'll bounce for, for the 15 United minutes. States of America and the world. Oh, oh world. my! We're going to take on the world. We're going to fix the world. Let me tell you something, AOC. Oh my God! Obama wanted to take on the world, and some little peon came up to him and said, "Mr. President, uh, we can't take on the world. Just America. We got to take on America. Just America. That's all it is. Yeah, the AOC. world. AOC wants to take on." But she's gonna the fix world. the world. I really like this one, by the way. Clapped at it. Continue. It was reported today. Listen to this. That this weekend, for the first time in human history, planetary history, we have reached atmospheric levels of carbon at 415 parts per million. First in history, now. remember? First this. time. This has never ever. been seen in recorded human history. We do not know a planet like this. Of course not. So when Adam and Eve, <laughs> when Adam and Eve were first placed on Earth, you know, I think it was Eve who said, "Wait a minute, Adam. Who's going to record our history?" Right. Well, somebody's so, got to take notes. Well, Moses took and notes. He and he said, "Look, look. Right. Get your hand off that piece of fruit, and, and we'll we'll scroll it in the sand, carve it on a rock. But get your hand off the fruit, woman. There's no other planet." She's, there she is no other, other planet she knows of. And we've been tracking them. Well, <laughs> that's what it's planet the of Vega, stupidest thing I've ever heard. She's wrong because the planet Vega hit these numbers long before we did. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Your phone calls next. 454-0822. Calling planet Vega. 0822. Come in, Vega. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. No, not you, you old Chevrolet. 92.7. Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers. AOC. Yeah. <laughs> well. All right. She continues on her rant about the Green Deal. She is just priceless, this woman, when not a single environmental prediction of the last 50 years has ever come true. All the ones she's complaining about now won't either. Here she goes. We do not know a planet like this. Of course not. <laughs> the last time our planet hit 415 what? was in the Pliocene period. Wait a minute. She just said in history it's never happened. And now she's she's quoting that it happened in the past? Who's writing this stuff for her? 
That's it's a contradiction. If they're comedy writers, they suck. Whatever kind of writer they are, they suck. <laughs> it should be comedy. But who's writing this crap? Oceans her? were 90 feet higher. And she was there. Bacteria and diseases we have never seen before. That's how scared she is. Roamed the earth. Like Humans did not exist. We like have Big never Foot. seen a planet like okay, this. Okay, that's a third Big time Foot she said that. walked the earth like a disease looking for humans. <laughs> Man, I wish I found me some humans. I sure would like to infect them with my diseases. <laughs> it's crazy. When they say that calling for a Green New Deal is, quote, too much or too extreme or too radical. You're too extreme, woman. Because I'm always curious, but I'm always curious when they say that, oh, it's too much. What do they actually mean by that? Cost. They is mean that you're a nut. dignified jobs that pay people enough to live too much? That's the Green Deal? Jobs that pay this pay woman? Pay people enough How to is live? It's not like... Uh, we have the lowest unemployment in the history of the United States right now. Is, is, How can is she, she saying we need to create this kind of job? She's saying that somehow this is an environmental issue when it's been debunked. This is garbage. This is uh, this is crazy. All right, coming garbage up, is what's coming out of her mouth. Speaking of crazy, Michael Paul Williams in the Times Dispatch said, "We're racist, and only reparations will fix it." Lee Brothers, eight twenty WNTW ninety two, unbelievable point seven FM. Scott and Richard Lee, the circus clowns of talk radio. We built this city. Yes, we did. We built this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Just after 3.34, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. Booyah. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes his far left, is Richard Lee. All right, phone lines are open, 454-0822, 454-0822. Had someone the other day say, well, what's the area code? And I was like, really? It's uh, 804. It's BR549. <laughs> 804 454 remember the past. All right, so imagine uh, being told every day, that uh, you are held down, that the country is out to get you, that there's a certain segment of society that is out to get you, that you have no hope, and that um, essentially, unless someone comes along and gives you money, you can't make it in America. That must be how Michael Paul Williams thinks in the Richmond Times Dispatch. That's certainly not the American dream. And it's not how most America thinks. Michael... Paul Williams is a columnist in the Times-Dispatch, an opinion columnist. He said, quote, our nation's foundation is rooted in racism. We won't be whole until we repair what's broken. Now, just the title makes me sick to my stomach. I mean, if you're reading that and your reaction is, yeah, this, this country's racist. It was formed on racism and it's not going to be fixed until we fix what's broken. You've got you. You aren't going anywhere uh, in a free society. You're not. You're too stuck on victimhood. Now, there's other people who read it, maybe like me, who think, well, first of all, our nation's foundations is rooted in racism, is a lie. That's a pile of dinosaur dung. It wasn't. It's truly. 
show me the founding document that I says just anger you <laughs> for someone to say something me. like that. Show me the founding document that says white men are better than black. Show me the founding document that says anything about superiority over another race of a human being. What does In all fact, men are created equal? What does that mean? Everything is the opposite of what the, he is saying. In is the he Times not dispatch. considering another race as men and women? It, all men are created equal, and yet we're rooted in racism. So does that m- mean to him that the black race is not a race of humans or, or a race of of Whatever you, you see, sure. what I'm saying. Sure, Michael. Is Paul that how he interprets interprets our the founding, founding documents. documents? I mean, as not including other races than white, which is a lie because every founding father who wrote actually spoke against slavery. the The original Declaration of Independence had a had a scathing uh, a rebuke of the king and the slave trade. Now that was later taken out, but nonetheless. Thomas Jefferson asked for in the in the General Assembly to end the slave trade. Uh, and by the way, this idea that America, the nation's foundation, is rooted in racism is not only wrong because our founding documents refute that, but not even half the country had had slaves at that time. There were plenty of, of colonies who didn't have slaves, and there were plenty of the founding fathers who weren't slaveholders. In fact, the majority were not slaveholders. The nation isn't, there's not a foundation of brick and mortar on racism in the country. And it's preposterous, it's angry, and it's a lie to say it is. Completely. Completely. You know, if they, uh, Michael Paul Williams says reparations for slavery would be a wonderful thing. You know, and that would end the racism in this country. Well, Well, first of all, the majority of of blacks here in the United States today, if they trace their ancestry back, they're going to find out they have no connection at all connection to whatsoever to the slave, the slavery right. that took place hundreds of years ago. And another thing there, I don't know where the law is. I've tried to find it and tried to find it. But years ago when I employed a lot of people in a business, I was, I was in a position to hire um, I had a young black man come in and, and apply, and I hired him. And uh, he filled out his paperwork, and I said, wait a minute, you've got down zero federal income tax. I mean, you're not claiming anybody, and you're writing on here that no money is to come out of your check for federal income tax. He said, well, I have, I have a history. I have uh, ancestors that were slaves, so I don't have to pay any federal income tax. Yeah, I don't I said, know if that's I said, true or sure? not. Well, certainly. I'll tell you what. I took no federal income tax out on this young man, and it never came back on him. Never came back on him. And, and I can't find that law anywhere, but if an employee tells you don't take any taxes out, you don't take any taxes out. So if you go to if you go to the Times-Dispatch, you'll see this article. That's got our, to be reparations, too, our, by the way. Our nation's foundation is rooted in racism. We've refuted that. All the founding documents do. But then he says, we won't be whole until we repair what's broken, meaning Give reparation is the answer. Give us money. What did we, what did our country do to really fight slavery? Does anyone remember how divided our country? In fact, there are 600,000 dead people because of this thing we call the Civil War. 
which spilled blood all over our country for the cause of freedom and liberty. Do we do we forget? Do we forget what that was all about? And why isn't that enough? I don't understand. Do we want more war? Do we want more dead people? I don't understand what has to be fixed when there's not a single thing that can be pointed to today that is keeping black people down. What what is it that is keeping them down that is specifically designed and pointed at, at, at slavery. What is it that I'm missing, Michael Paul Williams, or anyone else at 454-0822? You can live the American dream in this country regardless of your color. You can be successful in this country regardless of your color. And you by can the way, do it's proved every day. Amazing things regardless of your color. We had a black president not long ago. Everybody's, I mean, exactly. There's it, more evidence of this everywhere you look, unless... Unless there is a group of people who don't want that to happen, who want to keep you down so that you'll vote for them, that might be happening today. And by the yeah. way, I would say that Michael Paul Williams is part of the group that wants to keep people down. And, and, and it's very easy to keep people down. All you have to do is tell them they're down. Exactly. Sooner or later, they're going to believe it. And the thing is, it's the Democratic Party. The first black governor ever elected in the United States was right here in Virginia, Doug Wilder. Yeah. And that has changed dramatically all over the country. If, if, if you want to succeed in America, your color has nothing, 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 nothing to do with it. Michael, it's up to you. Michael Paul Williams wants people to think that the nation is rooted, that its foundation is racist. And if that's true, then you can throw out the entire United States of America or at least say that's bad. And could you imagine the, the the mindset and what happens to a person when they realize they live in an unjust country? It's a complete lie. This is the least racist country on the planet Earth. And you a know, multicultural you know, background. It's there's no question about it. Another thing that keeps keeps them down is people like you, Michael Paul Williams, in my opinion, with your article here. You know, it's that kind of crap constantly being thrown out there. How about some positive stories? How about oh, there's no lift, gain in that. Lift people no up, lift them up so they can succeed. You know, show them the way, show them the love. Don't don't put them down with articles like this. Michael Paul Williams is reporting actually on a local chapter of the national organization committed to racial healing. And social huh. equity, I would say that coming to the table dash RVA is the local chapter is doing nothing for racial healing. You think that a reparations and telling us that the country's evil has racist foundations is a uniter? You think it's a healing example? Organizations like that turn the pos- turn to the positive side. You know, right. turn to the positive side and be inclusive. Bring everybody in, regardless of race. Reparations is what they had discussed at this meeting that Michael Paul Williams is reporting on. And what does that do? Stirs everybody up. The co- I've got a check coming. The co-convener uh, of this group by the name of Green said, to repair what is broken, and so yes, that does mean maybe some money down the road. What but, about the but, hundreds of thousands that died to free those exactly slaves? How right. about reparations for those families who lost loved ones? I think, I think Brothers, one of the points fathers. About, about reparations is interesting is that you cannot, I guess if you can point to the people who are responsible for slavery, 
and most people listening to the show, 98% are not. The Dutch. If you can find out, uh, well, most people listening to the show who are living in our country had nothing to do with slavery. You're not going to be able to get reparations from them. They had nothing to do with it. They came here maybe 40, 50, 60 years ago and and uh, either migrated here or whatever it might be. And on the other side, we mentioned this in the beginning of the segment, is most of uh, black Americans have no connection to slavery at all. That's a fact. And if if you were to say that you can't be successful in America because of this fake foundation of racism, says Michael Paul Williams, then you're going to have to tell me why there are some very incredible, successful uh, black people. I mean, who's Ben Carson? Uh, who is Clarence Thomas, who is on the Supreme Court? This is absurdity on every level, and it's a shame because it hurts us. It doesn't unite us. It is painful. It's wrong. We fought a civil war over this. It's time that we move on and stop pointing at uh, something that doesn't exist, and that is racism. America isn't racist. Are there racist people? Yeah, there probably are, but America— There definitely are, unfortunately. I would have thought by now there wouldn't have been— you know, race, everybody would have been equal. We we would have been living in a colorblind society, but not today. Some people don't want that. No, they don't. Your phone calls are next. 454-0822. 454-0822. We are the Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7 FM. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit for political purposes my opponent's youth and inexperience. Daddy served in the army. We lost his There's something great about America. Imagine not playing the flag or, or believing that America's foundation is rooted in racism. What a lie, Michael Paul Williams. It, it's just a lie. I, I really uh, feel bad for people who think that. Um, and if you do think that, you must think now that it's obviously not. But, but you're not. So, you're Michael. hanging on to that. It's just disgusting. Michael Paul, we're going to be praying for you. But you know what? Maybe Michael Paul Williams would be happy with this. I mean, you know that Arlington County voted to change the highway Jefferson Davis to Richmond Highway. You know they did that. Well, the Commonwealth Transportation Board just voted Wednesday to approve that change. So, I mean, come on. I mean, I guess the road was initially racist. Now it's not. It's Richmond Highway, which, by the way, was the capital of the Confederacy, which probably should be changed next. Ralph Northam, our Maybe governor. we should burn down the governor's mansion. Here's what Ralph Northam said. The North about this. did that once before, you know. Northam says this about this. He goes, "Well, it's necessary for us to be uh, have an honest discussion and interpret Virginia history. I feel strongly that commemorating the president of the Confederacy through the name of Major Thoroughfare is not appropriate." It's in the Constitution, man. What? No thoroughfare should be named <laughs> exactly. after anyone, especially Jefferson uh, Davis. <laughs> That is just a riot. I mean, I'm sure there are people who are thinking, oh, my gosh, I feel better. Jefferson Davis is no longer named after a high. This is absurd to every level. I can sleep at night now. Hopewell City School District is now going to have uh, school all year long. Uh, They voted to uh, open the school year all year. And here's what's interesting about that is you would think it'd give them more days in school, but it won't. They'll still have their normal day count. Uh, which really means nothing except... What do you mean? You're going to let them out at 10.30 in the morning or something? (laughs) No. They're just going to have different breaks. I have a six-week window. 
Uh, they're switching to a year-round school calendar. Hopewell becomes the first district in Virginia to do such a thing. It was approved four to one. Uh, students will get six weeks off for summer. They'll still have their 100 days of school. I, I don't have a, an initial problem with uh, all year long school. I know you have an issue with it. You don't particularly like the. No, if if I were still in school, I'd have a huge issue with it. With it. Now that I'm out, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> well, what are they going to do? Are they going to shrink the day down? No, or are they no, going no, to... no. They're just going to have breaks. Uh, they're not going to have the big summer break they normally do. And they're just going to chop it up a little bit. Well, the summer break now is, is shrunk. What is it, eight or nine weeks now? I don't know. They're going to have a six-week here and a six-week there? so. That's ridiculous. School officials said going year-round will improve student achievement. Um, Uh, And they have a model somewhere to go by that says this? I I don't think so. I would say that all-year school is good to keep the kids constantly in the learning mode. I do think three months off uh, can be difficult. But here's what's really interesting about the decision. Hopewell decided to go year-round, and here's what was mentioned. State researchers have found that year-round schools help black and low-income students more. How? What? How? What kind of statement is that? Are you telling me that if you go all year long, it helps a, a color of someone's skin? You mean the Hopewell decision has, a, has, a, has foundations and color of skin behind it? That's ridiculous. That is the most absurd thing I have ever heard. They found oh, it. That's an insult. It is an insult. It should be an insult to black Americans, to low-income Americans, as if, all, all, oh, thank goodness, low all year round school. Finally, we've been waiting on that as black people. Now I can learn more. What? One of my it makes no sense. favorite things, the way they refer to people of color. Everyone's a person of color. We're all people of color. Don't you agree with that? I mean, we're all people. Well, Everyone I, I is the same. Listen, we're all created in God's image. I can't stand the the identity politics at all, including that statement. I can't. I can't. I can't either. And I, I can't stand. It doesn't make any sense. I just don't know how you can take the year round schooling at Hopewell and make it sound like. It benefits black and low income students the most. I mean, is the most insulting, degrading comment as if whites aren't going to benefit from it? Or is or why why exactly? I would I'd love some clarity on this. Why do state researchers say this? And another thing too, if it's not broke, why are you fixing it? Well, they're What's suggesting wrong with it your is. your current program. Well, they're suggesting that nothing. Well, kids think, enjoy their summer vacation. They're going to get well, some, they're going to get some blowback from some teachers sure. too. Well, I we, guarantee it. We could argue that. It'd be good. It'd be good. If All I right, was a teacher, I would want my summer off. <laughs> exactly. 4540822. Your phone lines are open. 4540822. Lee Brothers 820. WNTW 92.7 no FM. Telling you. Representing the end of political correctness. It's the Lee Brothers. All right, coming up, this is going to be, this is interesting. Richard and I just were arguing about this. Tiger Woods is being sued because a bartender in one of his restaurants drove home drunk and and was killed. Fredericksburg is suing opioid manufacturers because of drugs. Are we responsible for our own actions anymore in this country? Someone's got to be sued for something. It's become, 
It's become a travesty, actually. Travesty. Travesty. Justice. WNTWTheAnswer.com. WNTWTheAnswer.com. Directs you to us, the Lee Brothers. 454-0822. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. You know, you don't have to spend much time in Washington to appreciate the prophetic vision of the man who designed all the streets there. They go in circles. I knew that women's soccer uh, was uh, was a big question. The captain, by the way, just announced she will never sing the national anthem again, ever. Great! I'm excited for her. And excited more for me. You won't believe why. It's about how bad America is. Maybe she could sing the national anthem of... China. Zimbabwe or Dublin. Right. Incredible! <laughs> what is or Edinburgh, England, on adversity score in college admissions? You, this is preposterous. We'll discuss it. And you are no longer responsible for your actions. Don't worry. You can get drunk in a bar and then crash your car and sue the bar. Tiger Woods and his girlfriend, Fredericksburg, is doing the same with opioids. That is next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots, the only two-headed talk show in Richmond. My name's Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this lovely, lovely Friday afternoon, which could possibly turn, to me, I like it. But to others, it would be ugly because we could have storms coming in tonight, bringing, you know, gusty winds, tons of rain, and hail possibly. Yes. Be on the lookout for some powerful storms, maybe over the weekend and a hot weekend, too. All right, coming up at 5, uh, de Blasio is in the race. He's going to run for president of the United States. And he Kazoot says high. And he says that, uh, that here's what's going on. You, uh, there's plenty of money. It's in the wrong places, and he's going to redistribute it. And Elizabeth Warren was in Fairfax County, Virginia, said almost the exact same thing about taxes. All that is coming up at 5, and, of course, your phone calls. Doesn't that excite you? Four five four zero eight twenty two four five four zero eight twenty two. The story this week about Tiger Woods being sued. You and I, Richard, argued this. We spoke. We probably spoke on the phone longer than we have on a lot of other topics. Thirty six hours. Um, it was thirty six minutes. You didn't but, take a breath. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I can't get a word I in that twice. I can't I, get a word in that twice. I think that's. I was writing rap songs. That's deflammatory. That pertain to that's you. That's inflammatory language. You're trying to start a fight. I refuse to bite on that. I'm hopping mad. Yeah. My brother Scott, he's getting pretty hot. Tiger Woods uh, is being sued by uh, the sued. bartender who died in a car crash last year. And uh, they say that, he, that Tiger Woods and his girlfriend fueled his death by over-serving him alcohol and then sent him to his car to drive home. And that was their plan, you see, all along. Let's get this guy massively drunk and then sh- shove him in his yeah. car with his keys and go, good luck. You want to fire him? No, let's just get him drunk. And send him, <laughs> it's insane. Send him out into the rat race. The lawsuit accuses them and the restaurant of serving him, even though they knew he was an alcoholic. Negligent, they called him, that caused or contributed to his death. That is negligence. In the eyes of the law, it's negligence. And those folks that filed the suit, they're going to win. So it, it, this begins to beg the question, and by the way, Fredericksburg has filed a suit against the opioid makers 
because of the problems they have to deal with with opioid crisis. So, so it, people here's the question. who take opioids, I can't even pronounce the word, and they keep it under control. They don't use them inappropriately. They don't sell them, but they're going to be punished by the manufacturers probably saying, I'll tell you what, you don't you just get them won't anymore. make them Exactly anymore. right. So two things are at stake here, and they point to a direction that I'm not sure I'm happy with. That is, there's zero personal responsibility. And the question is, and it's a legitimate one, Richard and I have been arguing about it, does the driver or the bartender in Tiger Woods Restaurant have a responsibility on his own, or is he just whim and open to what the bar suggests? Or, and the, are the people who take opioids in Fredericksburg, Virginia, have any responsibility in the manner in which they take them? The bartender first does have a responsibility, a legal responsibility as a bartender to not allow someone to get just rip-roaring drunk. Really? You think it he does? It is the law. I, it forget is the, the law, law for a second. I'm asking you, do you think that's a good law? Absolutely. So if I'm you, in a restaurant, if, let me just get, hang on, let me ask you a question. If I'm in a restaurant and uh, it's all I can eat, buffet or it's not even a, yeah. i can order as much food as i want and make I it eat simple myself. make it an all you can drink no i'm making it all i'm making it a food i'm at an analogy here you got to work with okay me. okay I'm the analogy is if i eat myself to death is it the responsibility of the waitress who kept bringing me the cheese fries um that's that's a different ball game you'd, you'd have to Cut yourself open and, and pack it with a hammer. Yes, I mean, I forget. Okay, fine. That's a, that's so, a, that an analogy doesn't even it's begin to compare. I understand the analogy isn't pure. I'm making a point. The point is, who is responsible here? Do you really think a, 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 a an organization whose job it is to serve the customer is now in charge of what the customer buys from that own company? Under the law. Quit saying it, that. Here's the thing. Here's a, <laughs> let me let me okay. here, let me. Say, you know, those restaurants that serve alcoholic beverages have to sell a certain amount of food products against their alcohol. If they're selling more alcohol than food, they have a problem. What's this have to do with it? They have a problem. And if he was in just in a bar, just drinking, well, I'm just, I'm just saying. You were, you went down the buffet line. I'm just saying (laughs) this, these. These restaurants, these bars that serve alcohol are legally bound to control the amount of alcohol someone consumes. But and if someone's rip-roaring drunk and wants to walk out and kill a sweet little family of four on vacation because someone behind the counter was worried about making five extra dollars oh, the bar's by fun. selling them more, more and more alcohol. If they're all they're worried about is their profits, the and they don't fault. give a rip what the guy does when he leaves there and goes out and kills a family it's the of bar's four, fault. it's the bar's fault. Because wow, by really? the law, they want to go in the bar business. By law, they have to you not see a monitor how much alcohol these people are consuming, and they have to watch and see they how they're do. acting. So they if have they're to know exactly. sloppy drunk. Hey, give me another oh, drink. I see, I see. Pour me another beer. Possible? I got to have it. I got to have it. I got to have it. Let me just ask it. this question. No, you're drunk. You can't have another one. Oh, man, come on. Give me another beer. Okay, here's another How one. Do you I know want he's to driving? make another dollar. How does the restaurant know he's driving? I would, you know, if I had a restaurant like that, I would have my employees ask me, are you driving? Really? 
Really? So now you have and a the guy you gets have, drunk. Fill out in this my test. bar, I'm going to take his keys. So and if he gets mad, oh, really? I don't care. You're cr- listen, Richard, listen. Every on. every town in America has an organization you can call and say, "Hey, I got somebody why here you the bar? that's rip roaring drunk. Please come take his butt." To his house, to his hotel, wherever he's staying. We're a little off track. Here. We'll hold his car. We're a little off track. They should have the done point that. Is, they no, should no, have. No, they shouldn't have. By law, they the should have. The guy who that. drove home, who was drunk and killed himself, is his responsibility. We're going to call Scott Anhauser the, I, I the it, serpent king of drunks. By the way, phone lines are open 454 0822. You can chime in here. I, I find. The idea that Fredericksburg can blame the opioid, opioid makers and Tiger Woods can get blamed for a guy making his own decision, I find that a scary path to go by. Do I think the bar is responsible at all? I think it's hard to put responsibility on an organization or a company that's designed to take care of the customer's job. That's what they're there. They're there to serve the customer. That's his responsibility that he left it's, drunk and got in a car and killed himself. Why, why does no what one, if he okay, killed, so you don't think he my, hit your son and severely injured him? Richard, in his car. It's his, why does that make any difference to my point? It should. It, is, it should not. Okay, well, the, putting the loaded we, gun on the road looking for someone to run into, you, you think that's okay? The guy decided that he would be a, a, a complete horse's ass. I didn't think it's safe. I just want to say on record, it's not okay. Wasted, drunk, it's not and okay. get in his car, go out and kill. No, I do not believe he should. Anyone do that. he can run over. Do not believe that should happen. And and if it does happen, it's not the bar's fault. It's, it's his fault. There's law that and, prevents that from I'm happening. Not, I'm not telling you there's not a law. Tiger I'm just Woods trying to figure out what the what it makes sense. Are we in a risky situation in our country we that are. we are not holding people responsible for their own actions? Alcohol is worse blame than the bar. drugs. Got it. Phone lines are open. 454-0822. Your response? Now he's angry. He's Four. so mad. <gasps> Get a hold of yourself. 454-0822. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Zero diversity, complete intolerance, and a total lack of fairness. It's the Lee Brothers. Okay, so that got a bit heated. Uh, heated. 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 Did you get heated? Yeah, you know what? You get heated because I, I was winning the argument. I was right. I was right as rain, which is coming in tonight, by the way. Did I tell you? Every possible. Maybe some hail. Yeehaw. So, so Tiger Woods is being sued because his bartender left his restaurant drunk and, and killed himself in a car. Fredericksburg, he Virginia. He was determined to be seriously dead. F- Fredericksburg, Virginia is suing opioid manufacturers because of the crisis it makes me ask, do people, are people to be held account for their own decisions? Or are we going to constantly sue someone yes. for, for doing this? I mean, someone overserves me. I, I didn't overserve. They can't overserve me. I overserve myself when I go to a bar and I there get drunk. Go. Okay. It's not the responsibility of the bar to make sure I'm not drunk. Yes, it is. And that I don't know how far you want to take that. By law, it is responsible. Okay, you always say by law. Fine. What there do you is think? a law in okay, place. Fine. Is and it, that's is it why right? people we, sue bars. So we're always going to blame someone else for, for their actions. Always. No. The guy could be, you know, the guy reaches this point in time where he's just like, I don't know who I am. 
there's a service you can call. They'll come and get the guy. Which is not the point. And they'll take him anywhere he needs not to go. So the people, You're, the innocent the citizens is, that are outside driving their family out for the hamburger. The question is who's responsible. Don't get killed. That's the question. Who is responsible? The bar. The person has zero responsibility in this? The person keeps ordering beer. The server has to say, I'm sorry. I can't serve you anymore. Okay. Ramal in Virginia, you're on AM 820 WNTW and FM 92.7 with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. How you doing today, sir? Great. How are you? I'm well. Good. I, I was, I, oh man, on this topic, it's such a touchy topic, but I have to agree with you that it's not the bar's fault because who's to say that the person wasn't drunk before they came there or that a person at a lighter weight can't hold the alcohol that a person of a heavier weight. So that's too much for the bar to be responsible. I agree. The, bar, the bar is responsible, though, Ramal. If somebody walks in the door of a bar and the server determines he's already had too much. How do they know? They have to, you know, you could, with, the with eyes the, are glass over there. They sit down and say, get away Well, that, that's not everybody drunk acts that way. No, but, uh, you know, really, come really? on. No. Not let's go, when we leave here Ramal's tonight, let's correct. go to a bar no. and walk up and just say, hey, we're the Lee Brothers, just like to talk Ram- to you. Ramal is You're correct. Tora. How do you possibly know who's drunk and not? That puts too much responsibility on the bar. You are individually well, no. responsible for your own actions. The law of the, the law is you cannot serve someone that's intoxicated. If the server de- determines he's intoxicated, I don't care if he's too much straight-faced and, and looks like he could go out and Ultimately, do a speech. If he, it, it doesn't matter. If the server determines they've had too <laughs> okay. much to drink... So did you- did the server determine this? If the, well, I, I don't know what the server determined. So Obviously, that, that the server did. That can't even be a logical argument. If, he, if no one determined or we assured that they didn't determine, then that can't even be a, 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 a logical argument. Right. Well, here's the here's bottom line. If your server sucks at what they do and they can't determine that Man, somebody's had too much. You're a lot of emphasis on the restaurant. Yeah, and the bottom yeah. line is if somebody sues that restaurant, they're going to win. I don't Whatever care. Whatever happened to working for a living? You know, whatever happened to just right. going out of earnest. I think that's a song, of, isn't it? But then it, Yeah. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but if that's the case, if I sell you a gun and something happened, whether it's in the fit of rage because your wife cheated, am I responsible because I sold right. you a gun? That's the like big problem. Yeah. At some point, hey. it has to stop, and we have to all I be agree. responsible for our own actions. Because if not, then you're taking away the responsibility of a man to control his own house, and then soon the government's going to just step in and have to control everybody. So yeah. Let me ask you a question, Ramal. For your own action. Let me ask you a question. A yes, guy sir. goes into a a, a bar and yes, they let him have as much as he wants because they want to make that extra dollar a bottle or whatever it is. And the guy crawls out of the bar, crawls in his car, fires it up, goes down the road. Now, this is a single guy, no He's personally family, responsible for it. No He's assets, no nothing. And he hits a car carrying your family. He could do and that. At God home. forbid, kills your entire family. He could do that at home. Well, what do you? Who are you going to go if, after? If, are you just going to? you just going to? If he gets drunk, if he gets drunk at home, who do I go yeah. after? It's, he's his responsibility. It's he's well, responsible. You, you go after him if he gets drunk at yes, home. Yes, you do. You do it anytime. It, but he's responsible I go for after him if he gets drunk at a cookout. I go after him if he gets drunk in his car driving. I go after him if he I, goes to a bar. And legally buys alcohol. Like, so you have two legalities facing each other. He legally buys alcohol. So then you tell the person that serves him the alcohol. If that's the case, then everybody's going to have a one drink limit. 
Oh, guess this, Ramal. You if you go to a cookout or the dude goes to a cookout and gets dino dung faced, wasted, <laughs> leaves the cookout and kills your family of four, the people holding the cookout that serve the alcohol are responsible by law. You can show up. Richard, you're wrong on both. No, of I'm not. Ramal and That's I are the right. law. You're wrong. That's the law. It's tough being wrong. That's the law. Hey. I'm not wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Phone lines are you're open. You're wrong. You're four, dead five, four, wrong. 454-0822. 454. Hey, somebody call and tell Scott how wrong he is. 454-0822. In the break, I'm going to beat him with a microphone. 454-0822. Lee Brothers 820. WNTW and 92.7 FM. Oh, thanks for the break. Our version of the Federalist Papers, without all that reading, it's the Lee Brothers. Chris at Midlothian, you're on AMA 20, WNTW and FM 92.7 with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, As far as who's responsible, the bar or the patron, I think it kind of falls on both. But the point I want to try to get across is that you take Food Lion, 7-Eleven. What if a guy goes in there and buys a 12-pack or more or less? Doesn't matter. They get drunk and they kill themselves, kill other people. Uh, Is the store responsible? No. Why not? They 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 purchase it. They went home. They could drink one beer. They could drink the twenty four pack or whatever. But that's not consistent. And then they then it's a drunk driving charge, driving while intoxicated. But if you go into a place where well, they're no serving difference. you, they're responsible by law. Why is the grocery not, not let you leave their establishment intoxicated? Richard, that's not consistent. And there's so many of these organizations that will come and get you. Richard, if you're, you're wasting, not being consistent. Come get you and take you home. I'm being as consistent. No, he's right. As I Chris, can. that's a very good question. You could go fo- sign food. Uh, you could go sue Food Line. I don't think they're going to give you a nickel. But why not? Because they're not serving them to you one at a time until you're oh, toasted. I see. The uh, Chris is they're exactly not giving you one right. at a time. The analogy is very. Well, very he good. didn't say which way he went either way. He, he asked the question. No, and the I question pre- presumes the right Look answer. Look up the law. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a, talking I'm about the firm, law. We're not arguing the law. I'm a We're firm arguing. supporter in the toughest DUI laws. That has nothing to do with this. Nothing. Planet. All right, let's continue this. By the way, we got some great comments on our Facebook page. We got some great emails at Patriots at the Lee Brothers.com. Phone lines are open. 454-0822. Who Keep is responsible? Your questions coming. Who is responsible? The ball Scott is responsible. Or Tiger Woods. Let's just simplify things. Everybody out there, sue him. 454-0822. <sighs> and pass through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee Brothers. Just after 434, outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, the Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother. Sitting to his lap, sometimes it's a lap. Is Richard Lee. All right, phone lines are open, 454-0822. The topic of hand is one that Richard and I are becoming violent in the in the studio here. Look, I think the overall premise is, is is brought to us by Tiger Woods being sued by the bartender's family of his restaurant for driving home drunk and, and killing himself. And what Fredericksburg, Virginia is doing by suing the opioid manufacturers because of their crisis. And the overall question I had to start this entire debate was who was really responsible? And I, I, I um, my argument is if we're going to transfer responsibility 
to someone else, we're going to have a problem in our culture where pretty much everything that happens is because someone else made me do it. When the reality is <laughs> you are responsible for your I own I remember actions. you as a child saying... <laughs> Richard, baby, do it, mom. I got away with that sometimes. You got punished. But my point is, really, where are we as a culture if we're suggesting the bar is responsible for the drunk driver, that the opioid manufacturer is responsible for the person taking the drugs? You're I think it's a scary path. You're to making go down. two comparisons that shouldn't be made together. Dave from Petersburg, you're on AM 820 WNTW and FM 92.7 with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Listen, uh, that deal down in Florida, they don't have that law. They won't be they won't win that case. There's no law in Florida that says that the bar is responsible. Really? Yep. The other side of that coin, too, is that the guy was a bartender at the bar and he stayed over. Have you ever worked in a bar? No, and I know I know where you're going with that. Uh, so I'm not, not working. Scott has worked his so, arm <laughs> in a bar. I, uh, that's so up, happens, and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. What happens if you work at a bar and you stay there and you sit at the bar is you usually get free drinks. Most bartenders pass them along. I, I think that's common. I don't know. You know, maybe managers there don't realize that, but it happens. Have you ever worked so, in a bar, you know, Dave? Yep. <laughs> so what, 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 what do you think? It's an odd thing. I don't drink, so it's no big deal to me, right? But, well, I, you know, I don't either. But what, what, do you uh, th- what do you think? What do you think of an establishment? The Virginia, state of Virginia has laws. A bar here in Virginia, if you I let your to, patron get just wasted and walk out to drive his car, they, you I, know I, that I can blow back on you like a big dog. I refused to serve a party one night when, when I was working. There was a bunch of people that came in late. They were already drunk, and I refused to serve them. Rightfully so. And, you know, I got them the food and everything they wanted, and they walked out, and I didn't get a tip. Oh, big deal, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. But, but they were already the, drunk, you know. Yeah. I don't you know were you were right not to serve them. You you obviously agree with that. You know. That's exactly right. But you know, I mean, Florida of all places should have late. those laws. It's too late afterwards. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it, the, it, the it really still, is. The question still remains. Ultimately, the responsibility has to be on the person who drank too much and got in the car. That's my point. That's where the responsibility is. Right uh, now, we're trying to transfer the responsibility to the bar. I think that's call, wrong. Dave. I, I don't think that's wrong. If, if a server, I wish we still had Dave on the line. I'd like to ask him about the training they go through. Because if a server like Dave recognized these people coming into his bar that were intoxicated, he could tell. You Most can't people can tell, tell when someone's been I'm not drinking. Suggesting you, you can even smell it Richard, on them. But I'm not suggesting you cannot you cannot tell someone's drunk. I'm suggesting you can't always tell. And it puts okay. a lot of burden on the bartender well, to make me, that let decision. Let me finish what I was saying, if you don't mind. Stop interrupting me like you used to as a small child, being very rude. Anyway. It's called a conversation. It's not called a conversation when someone continually steps on you and interrupts you and Anyway, nevertheless, Dave recognized these people were drunk. Yeah, bite your lip. I don't care. Dave recognized these people were drunk. He would not serve them. They ate their food and left, and he got no tip. Bartenders are trained, and and the average person can tell when somebody's drunk. If you walked in here drunk, I'd know it. If anybody walked in here drunk, I would know it. You would not know. And the bottom line is the bars 
in the state of Virginia that bars are responsible for not letting people out. There are companies they can call to give someone a ride home when they're trashed. So they don't go out there. You're putting a loaded gun on the road and say, well, I just put a loaded gun out on Richard, the road. Maybe six all, more earlier tonight. Just, Excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt you there. Maybe six more earlier tonight that could crash into cars and kill entire families. Uh, you're missing that's, my point. That's ridiculous. My well, point the, is not to point say- is like, well, they still should have been responsible. Maybe they killed all those families. Doesn't matter. They should be responsible. <laughs> Talk about it. Did I say I want families dead? That is the worst oh, straw man argument. But, said, never- but, it, but they people have the right to, to get out on the road in a station wagon and take out a family of six. Who says that? You're saying people should be responsible for their own deal. So the bar says, I, I'm not responsible at all. You get on, you go on down the road there, Chester. You don't see my point at all. You don't see my point of saying someone no. else is responsible for my actions. All I'm simply saying is, yeah, you're someone has to be responsible. And when you get and, home, your wife should beat you with a stick for being out drunk. But the bottom line is, the bars are legally responsible for putting loaded guns out on the street that could kill. Where does it stop? Families. Where does it stop? Could the opioid manufacturers now be sued because they've got drugs that people misuse? Could if be. someone misuses a, a bar and gets drunk, somehow they're not responsible. The bar is. Is that your point? In so many words. Oliver and Chesterfield, you're on AM820, WNTW, and FM92.7 with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the show. Hey, buddy. Hey, bro. Look, when, you, when you walk out of your door... If you look right across the street, there's a little place we used to call a foosball back in the old days. Now it's an antique shop. It's between your place and 7-Eleven. Okay. There's no parking whatsoever. Now, my plan was three little minibuses that would make a constant trip around Chesterfield and pick people up. And if you came in and you was driving, you'd drop your keys off and you would blow before you could get your keys back. But the bottom great line idea. Is, great idea. Great idea. We, we, we get all of you in, you get your buzz on, and you get back home, and nobody gets killed. But guess what? Chesterfield County don't make no money like that. They can what, make what, money. What, hang on. What's the, what's the are, are you suggesting that the I'm, I'm, the point is, is someone responsible for drunk driving? Is it the person drunk driving or is it the bar? What's your position on that? Now, when you get to that point, uh, I'd have to, you know, Lord have mercy, to hold a little bartender, you know, she's going to have to make you blow every time you get a drink. Uh, that's my point. All right, good call. Well, four, the four, the four, thing five, is, the law says, if that's the way you've got to control it, the law in Virginia says when they reach the point of intoxication, you can no longer serve them. And if you do and you let them go, you agree you're putting a loaded gun out on the street that could kill a family of four or four, five, four, zero, eight, 22. The question is, I feel bad for Tiger Woods. I feel bad for his operation being sued for someone who made a bad decision. Well, if That's Florida ultimately where this laws, came from. He probably has nothing to worry about because Tiger's got deep the, pockets and he's going to hire. Yeah, he's going to hire the best attorneys on the planet or throw people a check to make them go away. That's not the point either. The point is for Tiger Woods to have to defend himself against someone else's decision is really a criminal. It's it's wrong. The guy made his own decision. So you think Tiger Woods should be sued? 
Absolutely. And I, wow. think, I think he is should be held accountable. Unbelievable. He, he had should, nothing to do with it. He should wasn't fire even there. that bartender. Wait, no, no, no. The you bartender know, the was the bartender. The person that served this gentleman the alcohol, whether he was off getting free drinks or just licking up drops on the floor, I don't care where he got it. The person that gave him that alcohol yeah. should be in deep trouble right now. The See, person should be fired that's and, an and maybe reaction. even fined. The man's life is gone because somebody gave him too much alcohol. You're putting let the a man tremendous, walk out the door. Couldn't have somebody given him a ride? You're putting a tremendous Couldn't amount. Couldn't called Uber? You're putting a tremendous amount of emphasis on someone else. I put the emphasis on the guy who actually drank too much and got in the car. When I read the Tiger Woods story, I'm thinking, this isn't right. It's not right to transfer responsibility. Could the bar have stopped him? Yes. Would I have liked the bar to stop him? Yes. But you're going way the other way with it. You're saying, this is all the bar's fault. They need to be punished. And I find that I find that a transfer of, of uh, responsibility, quite honestly, it's scary because we can't blame the manufacturers of a pharmacy of of, uh, of of medication for people who are hooked on it. So let's say that we eliminate all, you know, alcohol drinking laws. We just wipe them off the books. They're all good to go, and you can go in a bar. You can get so drunk you have to crawl. Who out. wants that? No one wants that. Well, some who suggests it? Some idiots do. Who's suggesting it? Some idiots do. Who's suggesting it? I'm not. You're arguing with a ghost. <laughs> You're a ghost? See, I, I, don't, I told I don't you ghosts that, were oh real. Oh, my gosh. Ghosts right. are real. He just Four. self-proclaimed it right here on the air. All right. Phone Word lines up. are packed. 454 454-0822. By the way, we're going to get to more comments on our Facebook page and our emails. we got a lot of those. The big debate, who's responsible, the bar, Tiger Woods, or the guy who drank too much? 454-0822. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW, 92.7. And they say, hey, how can you be such a swinging radio man? Kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. Who's responsible? Somehow in our underground, say, Scott, come down. Somehow in our culture, you've got to be held accountable for your own actions. Tiger Woods is being sued for his bartender driving home drunk. And uh, and I've been told I'm rude. So these are uh, great phone phone calls and a great time of debate um, <laughs> about this whole thing. But it is uh, it does beg this big question in our society. If uh, a, an opioid manufacturer makes a drug, Fredericksburg thinks they're responsible for someone abusing it. Tiger Woods th- is a, is being sued because his bartender abused alcohol. Who's responsible? This is the big debate. Four five four zero eight twenty two. Richard and I obviously disagree on this, but I'm not so sure we're that far apart. I, I think both can be responsible, but I think ultimately as a culture, we need to say the responsibility falls on yourself. If you're going to abuse drugs and abuse alcohol, I'm sorry, it's no one else's fault but your own. Stuart and Chesterfield, you're on AM 820 WNTW and FM 92.7 with the Lee Brothers. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that um, Virginia does not have what they call a dram shop law, D-R-A-M, dram shop law so uh, you can't hold a commercial establishment liable for uh, somebody leaving the premises drunk actually Virginia uh, does have that law there is a law on the books in Virginia 
I know somebody I that uh, code. I, I couldn't find it. I it's there. I, I know somebody who is well, a bartender who works uh, actually works in a winery. The law applies to anyone serving alcoholic beverages. I know someone who owned a restaurant. Same site. Same law. The same site said that uh, Florida has a dram shop law. That's interesting. So maybe, well, they probably do. That it, you know, it's prob- they probably do. Virginia. I'm going to be online. I consulted. I'm going to read. Said that uh, Virginia was one of uh, only like three or four states that don't have a dram shop law. So That's we, interesting. Well, we actually do have that law. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll research it tonight and find it, but we do actually, that law exists. I know someone personally works in a winery. Yeah, well, maybe it's under a different um, name or something. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, it could knows. be. could be under sloppy drunk law. I don't know what it's called, but uh, so the had, law does exist. So we had an interesting uh, comment on our Facebook page that that uh, apparently, uh, it's Morgan on our Facebook page, that, that asked a question in regards to our last week's show. Last week's show, we made an interesting comparison. We said, if teenager is going to go shoot up a school, the parents should be held accountable. The parents should should see something very dark going on. Right. You know, a happy kid that comes home, hey, mom, I love you, big hug. Hey, where's the rifle? I mean, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know? so, so the question to us is, how is this any different? How is it, Scott, that you're saying that you don't want to hold the bar accountable, but you want to hold the parent accountable? And I would only answer it this way, is that as a, as a parent, you're responsible for children. And the argument we made last week is if your uh, son or daughter is uh, in high school, that is considered a child or at least a teenager, and you're responsible for the actions of that child. Considered a minor. Right. And if you're out of high school, we weren't making the case. If you'd left high school, we weren't saying the parent's responsible. But ultimately, uh, you would have to be held responsible there. And the, and the bar drunk driving case, these are adults. These are, these are adults walking in the bar making, making decisions on their own. They should be held accountable for their own decisions. Um, no one said, um, hey, here's this drink, drink all of it. You are re- responsible for that. So ultimately, our, our conversation, our argument this hour has really been about who is responsible. I look at our culture, and I see us constantly moving the responsibility away from the people who are ultimately responsible. We're doing it in a lot of ways. There are lawsuits for crazy things that have nothing to do with the ultimate person responsible. And when I see Tiger Woods being sued because his bartender made a bad decision, it doesn't sit well with me. When I see Fredericksburg, the city of Fredericksburg, Virginia, trying to sue the opioid manufacturers, that doesn't sit well for me. Uh, that, People are I see responsible. That as a as an opportunistic kind of thing. How? The city of Fredericksburg, uh, maybe somebody sitting there going, we need to raise money for a new road. Let's sue the opioids made. I mean, why are they suing the opioids, because oh, they're dealing with that word, the manufacturers. That's a, that's a different thing completely. That's a city not sure suing a manufacturer. Sure that's a is. different ball game. Well, your pants are responsibility. A, a bartender who was served too much alcohol and allowed to go out on the street to possibly injure someone and, and in fact, did, killed himself. But the premise is the same. You're transferring responsibility somewhere else. Fredericksburg doesn't think the people are responsible for their actions. They think the opioid manufacturer is. You're suggesting the bar is responsible for the drunk driver. It's the same thing. I, I don't see it as the same thing. Oh, okay. Why? Why don't you see it as the same thing? You know, this is a man that worked there. They, you know, he's he's drinking too much alcohol, drinking too much alcohol, and they're and they're they're giving it to him. 
And then he's wasted out the door but he into his it. car. He abused it himself. So did the opioid abuse. And they should, they could have controlled him. Good the debate. opioid manufacturers are sitting there. It, let them, yeah. This is the way I see it. Opioid, op, whatever, manufacturers are not saying, okay, Dave, come on up here. Here's your drugs. You know, okay, Chester, come on up here. Here's your, they're not doing that. But the bar could have controlled that man, and he could be alive today had they not taken that one individual and served him too much alcohol and let him walk out the door. I think it's hard to put— It's a different ballgame. I think it's hard to put a responsibility on an establishment who's designed to sell. That's just a hard deal. I agree with it completely. I know you do. All right, your phone call is next, 454-0822. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW 92.7 FM. The Lee Brothers, showing off the First Amendment and using the second only when necessary. We can't afford to make our blood pressure rise any more than it is. I didn't like my new drum set. <laughs> That's nice. Here comes our, my trombone in. Check us out, WNTW, the answer, please. WNTW, is the that a answer. Trombone? You click on the Lee Brothers, takes you directly to our page. There is, uh, what is deleting God? What does that look like? The Democratic Party is doing it. You can find out at WNTWTheAnswer.com. Yeah, that's a party I want to belong to, not. <laughs> and can a country survive calling immoral things moral? That's a legitimately real question. Can a country survive by calling immoral things moral? That This video is at WNTWTheAnswer.com. WNTWTheAnswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers directly to our page. That's crazy. It is crazy. You'll see all that there. All right, coming up, uh, more about this uh, debate between the Lee brothers, but there's an amazing wealth tax being discussed, and Bellagio is now running for president. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7. More cartoon music coming right up. No fighting. What'd you say? Budigag, the mayor of Mayor Pete. Budigag. The human rights campaign has nothing to do with human rights. We'll see if we can get to that. I still want to hear from this soccer player that uh, that hates America. That's all coming up. And the left, they love taxes, and it starts with Mayor de Blasio. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio as the founding fathers intended. The Lee Brothers, my name's Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this amazingly nice Friday afternoon. Can you believe this weather in May? You know, we should have snowfall, and, and that's entirely possible in Virginia. But anyway, we're going to have some warm temperatures next six or seven days. Right. That's We've got good. a high stalled in front of Bermuda holding the weather back, and it's nasty. We could have thunderstorms tonight with uh, gusty winds and hail. Heavy rain. That's you, what I why are you smiling? And I love it. <laughs> I just can't stand it. It's here now. It's here now. Right it's here in the studio. studio. That's right. You know, right. I, I love watching a thunderstorm. Yes, you do. I do. I know. I remember that as a kid. Yeah. I was hovering, uh, uh, curled up in the fetal position in the bathroom, and you were like, "Isn't this cool?" What? <laughs> It's like that. We're gonna was that, uh, actual recording I took of Scott last week. Day. So that's not. Yeah, so it was. A, yeah, it was that was during the break. All right, because he lost the debate for, last hour. Mm-hmm, sure. Now I must <laughs> I, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um, I, I didn't lose the debate. I think people agree with me, but I must admit that I got the 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 
the lashing that hour. I must admit that, but I think I won the debate. All right, exactly. I, I crying again. So. All right. I, I saved so many families of four, you wouldn't believe it. 454-0822. Phone lines are open. 454-0822. The left is infatuated with raising taxes on every single level. And de Blasio has announced that he is now a candidate for president of the United States, the mayor of New York City, who has a massive socialist background, who spent his summers in the 80s at a communist camp in Nicaragua. He was the first signature act as mayor was to weaken restrictions on public urination. This guy is... um, Weaken restrictions? Yes. He's an anti-capitalist. He spent... Um, so here, here's, here's his campaign slogan. You don't have to hold it anymore. He, he was at... <laughs> that's great. That's pretty funny. Bellagio was... Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but the G20 summit, he was at an anti-capitalist rally in Europe while uh, a police was shot and killed in the Bronx. They had the funeral for that, and he didn't come. He didn't even show up for that. He was uh, protesting capitalism. Mayor de Blasio is... That's just sickening. He fits into the Democratic Party nicely. He's a big leftist. Listen to the very beginning of this uh, this Bellagio ad that he is running uh, as his kickoff. Listen to the first part of this. It, it, it's just unbelievable. There's plenty of money in this world. There's plenty of money in this country. It's just in the wrong hands. Could you imagine... A politician saying that? The so, bottom line is we're not broke. Exactly. There's plenty of money. It's just the government doesn't have So that, that's a different guy. That was Keith Ellison, yeah. who was a liberal Democrat who believes that we have plenty of money. It's just a, the government doesn't have it. Now, we are giving away in the tax code about $1.3 <laughs> trillion dollars a year. But here's Bellagio. But here's the mayor of Bellagio again. There's plenty of money in this world. There- okay, there's plenty of money in the world. So he's okay with that, it seems. Plenty of money in this country. There's plenty of money in the country. Okay. It's just in the wrong hands. All right, let's break this down for a second. It's so in the wrong hands. What's he going to do? Ring doorbells? Hi, I'm running for president, by the way. Where do you keep your money? <laughs> this is scary, man. This is scary to have somebody. People think Trump's scary. Trump has never Trump threatened not to take money. De Blasio is saying the money's in the wrong hands. Well, how did it get? In the so-called air quotes, his mind, wrong hands. Because people worked for it and earned it. In a free market. In the United States of America? How does money end up in the wrong hands in the United States of America? And his solution is that he's going to fix that? That this man thinks he's all-powerful and mighty, that he's going to redistribute it based upon what he thinks? Is right in his mind. Don't everybody thank me at once. That is frightening. That's perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, that is frightening. There is a politician who thinks the money is in the wrong hands. He is going to take it. And here's the problem. He's not going to take it and give it to you. He's going to take it, filter it through the United States government as president of the United States, take all the stuff off the top and maybe give a pittance. Maybe 10% back to you serfs and peasants who voted for him. <laughs> it you, works every time. He, he thinks <laughs> exactly. people are going to go, wow, this guy, this, this communist is running for president. And unlike Trump, he's going to come take all of our money away. This is crazy. So th- this is the guy I want to vote for. You know, people have so much more money today because of the president of the United States. And he and Devagio thinks 
people are going to say, I don't want all this money. It's a burden to carry well, it around. It's in, it's in, the, it's in the wrong. <laughs> it's hands. a burden to have to decide when I want to buy at Walmart this weekend because I've got extra money to do it with. I'll just give it all to DiBaggio, and the store will be empty next time I go there. <laughs> that makes total sense to me. You know, the Democrats say that Trump is a dictator. Has he ever said anything like this? Has Trump ever? If he's said- a dictator. I, I like living under his dictatorship. Right. But de Blasio thinks that the money's in the wrong hands. Now, I don't know who could possibly think that is something to applaud. He's just like Fidel Castro. He's like every communist. Look, I can distribute the money better than you. This guy believes that the free market didn't distribute it fairly. That he, once he is king... He's gonna. I can't believe this is how he opened up his campaign. Yet I haven't heard this mentioned anywhere. Nobody seems to be talking about this horrific statement. There's plenty of money in this world. There's plenty of money in this country. It's just in the wrong hands. Did anyone applaud? I mean, did, did anyone support this guy like Fidel Castro? This Castro takes over. You have a nice business in Cuba. You're Cuban. You've got a hardware store and a big home and a nice big family and the the, the, the wrong Castro hands. people come in and say, Hey, we'd like to see your house. Okay, we've got some people that are gonna be coming here tomorrow. <laughs> Let them in. And four families show up and now you've got four other families in your house. And, and this is not Pine a parody. Sky. This right. is not a joke. And oh by the way, they're gonna let you continue to work in what was until yesterday your hardware business. But there's going to be other people that need to work What's there, the too. Difference? What's the difference between Bellagio that's and Cuba? E- and that's exactly the way Cuba went down. Exactly the way. And it's exactly the same as the Bellagio. The left makes no amazing statements about money as if they're dictators. Beto O'Rourke wants to use the IRS to take money away from white people and give it to blacks. I kid you not. Here's what he said. <laughs> what if in the tax code we did a better job of breaking down the accumulated wealth? Of tax- a better job of breaking down the accumulated wealth. Here's what he said. Of taxing it so that it's not producing the greatest income and wealth inequality that we've ever seen. What if we decided that we would use proceeds to invest in people? And, and, af- and after noting, by the way, the wealth gap between blacks and whites. Beto O'Rourke, de Blasio, and what we're about to play for you with Elizabeth Warren here in Northern Virginia next. This is an example of massive dictators that will take from some and give to others. It ought to frighten you. And it frightens I, I, me, I can tell you. No, I'm not afraid of corporations because they can't take my money by force. I'm afraid of government, especially when these people run it. And they've existed in the shadows for years. And what's really scary is the fact that they're willing to come out of the shadows and, and say what they stuff. really think. Right. And there's enough idiots in this country and say, yeah, that sounds good to me. They don't even think about the ramifications. what these people are saying or right. what this country what would, it would be mean. like what it would mean. under those idiotic people's rule. And that's what it would be, their rule. 454-0822. 454-0822. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. It's 1,000 for you, 1,000 for me, and 1, 2, 3, 4,000 for him. 1,000 for you, 1,000 for me, and yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4,000 for him. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Who's getting a bigger share than we are? Him. Who's him? The income tax man. The- 
Want to help Richard prove Scott's wrong once and for all? Call the Lee Brothers. said that Castro was making a speech to a large assembly. And he was going on at great length. And then a voice out in the crowd said, peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack. And he went on speaking. And again, the voice said, peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack. And about the fourth time this happened, he stopped in his regular speech. And he said, the next time he says that, he says, I'm going to find out who he is and kick him all the way to Miami. And everybody in the crowd said, peanuts, popcorn, Cracker Jack. Your life is a matinee <laughs> in a galaxy <laughs> so far, perfect. far away. Yeah, I love Ronald Reagan. It was Ronald Reagan. It's a sold-out show, yeah. So uh, Mayor uh, de Blasio is... Uh, He's convinced the money's in the wrong hands, not because anything government did, because you, the free market. Now he's and it's fix your that. money. It's your money. It's your money he wants. Elizabeth Warren shows up at Fairfax County this, this uh, week. She talked about taxing because she wants to fundamentally change the country. She wants to go a radically different direction. Here she is. Structural change. Let me give you another one for structural change. Pass a wealth tax. <laughs> Now, I don't quite understand why people applaud that. Why, why, why do people hate the wealth? Why? why? What does why that can't do for you? you? be happy? Right. But, you know, they're, they're generally must be very negative people. Why can't you be happy for someone who's been successful? Why can't you want to mirror their success? Why don't you want to get out there, work hard like they did, and become successful and wealthy? Here's the, here's the other question is, what are you cheering? You think it's actually going to help you if there's a wealth tax? You're not going to get I mean, a dime it doesn't of that matter money. To you? Who, why does it even impact she you? She just wants to spend it. Right. In fact, here's what she says about it. All right. All right. So here's my proposal for a wealth tax. By the way, how about for the top one-tenth of one percent, everybody who's got more than $50 million, okay, for everybody there, let's include in your property tax uh, the diamonds, the yachts, and the Rembrandts. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Right? Listen to this. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. I just want everybody to understand. Indian woman. This is not a point of trying to be punitive. It has its own. The idea behind it is to say, look, you built one of the great fortunes in this country. This is the top one-tenth of one percent. It's about 75,000 families. You built one of the great fortunes. Good for you. Good. Well, or you inherited it. I mean, but. Oh, you hear the disdain? It's so disgusting. These liberals disdain for those who succeeded. And it's only the top 75,000 families in America who inherited it, which, by the way, is not true. Most people who are wealthy worked hard for it. I'm going to write a song for Elizabeth Warren, my Indian woman, because she lied on paperwork down in Texas. She is. She uh, lied on her paperwork. She was in Texas. That's brutal, dude. Indian woman. That's hurtful. It's hurtful. You're my Indian woman? You don't like my song? No, it's hurtful. I thought it was kind of cool. What do you think, Mark? Unconscionable. You like my song, Indian woman? Mark likes the yeah, song I'm sure. a lot. Of course. It's always two against one. He was one. singing the chorus in there. I thought he was. Me. So the wealth tax you didn't hear is the now described That's your problem. against 75,000 people who make over $50 million, who, who could get 99.7% of America to cheer against them. There's a politician who breathes hate 
for someone who succeeded. Her That's name's Elizabeth Warren. The Democratic Party. Elizabeth Warren. Your you're an continues. Indian woman. <laughs> Listen to this. I have to admit my song does suck a little okay. bit. Okay. Either way. Either way. Okay. Good for you. Oh, you're just. But here's the deal. A sea I guarantee. When that fortune was built, it was built at least in part using workers all of us help pay go. to educate. You didn't build that. So we're just saying to you, you got one of the big fortunes. You built one of the big fortunes. That's great. Good for you. See, Hag. But pitch in two cents. Why? Why should we pitch in two cents? They're already paying more than anyone else on the entire crowd. The workers that work for me building my fortune were paid nice. And if they weren't, they quit and went somewhere else and made more money. (laughs) They had the right to do that. I don't owe them two cents. I don't owe them a half a penny. I don't owe them anything. It's unbelievable how... A politician can demagogue and learn to hate a certain segment of society and get people to vote for them because of it. At the end of her speech, she gave a list of all the things she can do when she gets the money. It's disgusting. It's un-American. And it, it's pandering to a group of serfs and peasants who want to hurt the wealthy. And I, I'm disgusted by it because nobody seems to see this. No one seems to look at Elizabeth Warren and go, you are a disgusting human being. You're to, a sea hag. Yeah. You're Ursula. <laughs> Ursula exactly. Warren, you're a she hag. All right, your phone call's next. 454-0822. 454-0822. Lee Brothers 820. WNTW 92.7. Elizabeth Warren. Thank you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. Making radio great again. It's the Lee Brothers. Richard Navarro is talking. The left hates the country. They find everything that is bad. In fact, they, they paint a picture that's not even real. They make up things that are bad, and then they, they claim to be the ones to fix it by taxing those who are successful. You know what's really scary? If they, if they had these big rallies like Trump has, they could bring 60,000 people into a stadium, which they can't. But if, say they could. When those people leave that rally, they're going to be so angry. They they're going to be hating America. And, you know, there's probably going to be fights, brawls. Because they're so stinking negative. They are. About everything. It, it is scary. America's if you had racist. Are not equal to everybody. It's out to get people. Um, and so is, I mean, it's exactly. just the comp- companies are horrible. Employers are mean. They don't want to pay their, you know, are not paid enough. America yeah. sucks, according Take to the Take money left. from your employer. You know, you didn't, they didn't build that company. You built that company. Yeah, we built that company. <laughs> that crazy? I want more money. It's and unbelievable. I wouldn't be surprised. That, you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. Exactly. exactly. That's what, wow. that's the message that they send. And they go in there and they make everybody so mad. Half of them probably go and lose their job the next day because they walk in yeah. like a total jackass. I built this company, and I the, want more money. The, the thing that the they make it sound like the employer, the employers are evil, wealthy people are evil, and get this, government is good. Yeah, government. You've worked hard, but you've also been lucky. Exactly, you've been lucky. That's a pet peeve of mine. People who've been successful and. Don't realize they've been lucky. <laughs> a pet peeve of the that's president so of the United that is States. That's so perfect. Oh, my gosh. That's and perfect. it's a pet peeve of people who have been successful. It's a pet peeve of liberals. Have been lucky. 
Who who They've has a been pet lucky? Who has a pet peeve against people that have been successful? <laughs> who has one? I have a pet peeve against <laughs> people Liberals. that are so stinking negative. <laughs> I don't want them. I don't want them in my life. I want them to stay away the from me. I don't want them coming around that me because perfect, they Mark. try to bring you down. They so complain perfect. about everything. That's so perfect. Unbelievable. All right, coming up. Yeah, they suck at life. Coming up, this woman soccer player who hates the country. She must be voting for Elizabeth Warren. And um, Arthur, this cartoon now has a gay marriage in it. All that is dead ahead in your phone calls. 454-0822. 454-0822. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. 92.7 FM. Ah! Ah! Freedom isn't passed through the bloodstream, it's fought for daily. Fight alongside the Lee brothers. It was about a fella that was driving down a country road and all of a sudden I looked out and there beside him was a chicken. He was doing about 45 and the chicken was running alongside. So he stepped on the gas, he got it up to about 60 and the chicken caught up with him and was right beside him again. And then he thought, was he was looking at him, that the chicken had three legs. But before he could really make up his mind for sure, the chicken took off out in front of him at 60 miles an hour and turned down a lane into a barnyard. Well, he made a quick turn and went down into the barnyard, too, and there was a farmer standing there. And he asked him, he said, did, did, did a chicken come past you? And he said, yeah. Well, he said, am I crazy or did the chicken have three legs? And he says, yep, it's mine. He says, I breed three-legged chickens. <laughs> and the fellow said, for heaven's sake, why? Well, he says, I like the drumstick. Ma likes the drumstick. And now the kid likes the drumstick, and we just got tired of fighting for him. <laughs> and the driver said, well, how does it taste? He says, I don't know. I've never been able to catch one. Well, that's funny. Just after 535, Chuck Berry. Outside the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, the Lee Brothers. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and my brother sitting to my left. Sometimes his far left. Is Richard Lee. Phone lines are open, 454-0822, 454-0822. U.S. women's soccer captain said she'll probably never sing the national anthem again. Her name is Megan Rapino. Rapineau, yeah, she probably sucked at it and somebody poked her in. It is Rapineau. It's a last name. Rapineau. She said, quote, I'll probably never put my hand. Listen to this. This is just this is just so disgusting. I will probably never put my hand over my heart. I'll probably never sing the national anthem again. A walking protest when it comes to the Trump administration. Everything I stand for. I feel like it's kind of a defiance in and of itself to just be who I am and wear the jersey and represent it because I'm talented as I am. I get to be here. You don't get to tell me if I can be here or not. So it's kind of good. F, listen to this. So it's kind of good of a F you to any sort of inequality or bad sentiments that the Trump administration might have towards people who don't look exactly like him, which God help us if we all looked like him. Scary, really scary. Oh, disturbing. Doesn't she look a little bit like it? You have the IQ of a deck chair. This Exactly right. That's dead on. This woman is full of hate and anger. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, the, the, the comparison between the left and right is so obvious here. Not one time while President Obama was turning a lot of our government agencies into his personal uh, political hits, like Servants. the IRS, um, not one time did, did Richard I or any uh, conservative say, that's it, I'm not putting my hand over my heart anymore. Are you, are you crazy? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to sing the national anthem ever. The shower will be silent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not singing it again. 
I suck <laughs> at singing funny. it anyway, but nobody's going to hear me. It's disgusting how the left thinks. Do you think that the... Why the, is he... Well, it's just a women's soccer uh, captain. Here's what she said by... Yahoo asked her. She's so important. Yahoo says, well, wait a minute. What would cause you to stop protesting? What would it take for you to put your hand over your heart? Here's Why what, are we going to be cheated from hearing you sing that song? <laughs> That's right. You know, I thank God every night my prayers, but why? <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's what she said to this. Listen to this. Well, it would take a lot. It would take criminal justice reform. Okay. It what? Would, it would take a huge inequality gap that would have to be much better. It would take a lot of progress in the LGBTQ rights. What are they denied? I, what is I it? Think that, that this woman, you know, number one, the media doesn't cover any of the accomplishments of a gentleman who's probably going to go down in history as the greatest president of the United States. He might be in front of Reagan. If he's not, he's going to be right behind him. She probably, de- she doesn't hear any of that in the media. And she's just not a reader. She's not going to read the news anywhere of his accomplishments and everything he's done. It's, it's unbelievable. Everyone. Some are horrible people, <laughs> horrible human beings. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Great. That's phenomenal. You know, Trump's not going in and saying, okay, I'm going to fix the economy and I'm going to fix sure. unemployment. Here, for just the black community. Of course he Maybe didn't do Maybe the Hispanics. That. Of course he didn't do that. I'll throw what a few a Hispanics point. in, but primarily the black. That's not what he did. Well, she's, of course she's wrong about what Trump's doing, but she's a demagogue leftist. Fine. Don't like the country. You know, go do what you want. She meets the title of sea hack. Arthur is a new, uh, it's not a new cartoon. It's the longest running cartoon series on TV. It has now become very controversial. Is now has an agenda behind it, including pitching same-sex marriage to kids as young as four. Part of Arthur's 22nd season, it's called Mr. Ratburn and the Special Someone, unquote. The target audience for this show is preschool elementary kids who barely know how to do the alphabet, let alone what LGBT means. Doesn't it make you want to just, if you have small children, just throw the TV away? Of course. Unplug it and leave it. They get a paperweight or sell it. There's an idea. PBS, Public Broadcasting Service, is... Uh, yeah, exactly. Excuse me. This is, uh, this is par for the course for this, these people. They wanted to also uh, do something with the Muppets on Sesame Street, sexualizing kids. I don't know why it's so important to the left to do this. Don't you think that would hurt their funding? People donate money to the public broadcasting system. Thank you for saying that. Donald Trump, when he became president, one of the first things he wanted to do was cut the budget for... The $445 million Corporation for Public Broadcasting, and uh, rightfully so. Absolutely. Rightfully so. I'd eliminate the budget. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't just cut it. Exactly. I'd cut it out. PBS, if you think this stuff matters to four-year-olds, then go do it on your own in a free market and see how people watch. Don't use my pay for TV or something. Don't use my tax dollars to do it. You disgusting. That would almost be kid porn. They should be prosecuted for that. My uh, only in America. Mayor Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I call him Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Spoke at the human rights campaign uh, this week. It's about 3 million members and supporters nationwide. The largest national lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer, queer civil rights organization. Pete spoke there. Here's what he said. Good evening, human rights campaign. By the way, when you mean human rights, you don't really mean human rights. You mean something very specific 
around this sexual lifestyle of people, which I thought human rights meant something more than that, but apparently it doesn't. Not sexual rights. Yeah. And thank you for the opportunity to be here. You're welcome. Thank you, Chad, and the Human Rights Campaign team and all of your supporters for the incredible work you've done to advance the cause of equality. Whether advocating for those living with HIV AIDS or spearheading the repeal of the Don't Ask, Don't Tell or fighting to make sure that love is taken seriously. What does that even mean? Love's taken seriously? Human rights campaigns about taking love seriously? So if uh, any kind of love there, Pete? Any kind of love. So if you want to marry your sister or your brother, you're okay with that kind of love? Or how your about dog. Your, how about your, yeah, anything? Your cat. Come on. That's, your car. That's the ridiculous statement. Somebody did try to marry their car. No matter who you are, no matter where you live. Of My course. name is Pete Buttigieg. These days, Buttigieg? best known as the husband of Chaston Glesman Buttigieg. What? Buttigieg? Is that how you pronounce it? I know that Chaston won a lot of friends when he spoke at an HRC event in Houston just a few weeks back. That's his husband. I watched it. Pretty amazing, in fact. That was Pete Buttigieg's husband. Now I just have the small matter of persuading him that when we agree that it's his turn to do the laundry, doing the laundry includes folding it and putting it away. But... Mm, I see. Wow. That's great. That was what good a, information what a great, to have what a great on a couple. candidate. Yeah. So Pete wants to be identified not as an American, not as a uh, liberal Democrat running for office. He wants everyone to know that he is a gay man. This is his this is how he wants to be identified. Now, I don't know if you look in the mirror every morning and go, I'm a heterosexual person. But apparently Pete looks in the mirror and goes, I'm gay. And one of the first thing he wants to do is make sure that everyone knows he has a husband. And so I've got to write a song about that to be identified I, I guess it must be strange. Uh, to me, I don't understand the need to want to be identified by your sexual preference. That's I, nobody's I, I, business. It's nobody's. I don't care. And, and, and people don't, don't want that knowledge. They, they don't. don't they they don't. don't want to see that picture. In they want mind. to know where you stand on the issues, right. exactly. not where you stand in your house and talk to your husband your about husband. folding clothes, which is, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm telling you, between Pete Buttigieg and PBS and the cartoon Arthur, they ought to uh, have their own little network and, and see how that goes. I never understood why this is an applause line. I don't understand why anyone cares. Uh, 99.5% of the United States of America doesn't care what you do behind closed doors. In fact, it used to be fine that they were behind closed doors and no one cared. Now it's like, not only do uh, you think we care, Pete, but you want to make sure that we know and we endorse you for that lifestyle, which quite honestly, most people don't care what your lifestyle is, but you want to be identified as the gay man running first for president. gay president. That's what you want. I think run you on probably it. have missed out on that. You right. know, I, yeah, I, I supported PBS years and years ago and uh, they'd have a telethon to raise money. I would, I would support them. I will never send a dime to PBS ever again. They got, they already PBS are. should be. You already are. Taxpayer. Across the board. Defunct. For, yes, it should be. Indeed. Your phone call's next, 454-0822. 454-0822. As we discuss this idea of adversity score, what is an adversity score in college administrations? Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. That's a good question. And 92.7 FM. 
kind, compassionate, and tolerant. Oh, wait, that's a different show. The Lee Brothers. As soon as I get home to California, I plan to lean back, kick up my feet, and take a long nap. Well, come to think of it, things won't be all that different after all. Uh, I love it. So we, uh, we have a tendency nowadays in our country to, to change the rules for any game based upon not a high standard, but a, a lower standard. You know, a standard that allows you to um, just to get in when you normally wouldn't be able to. See, there's this new adversity score. I don't know if you've heard about this. For kids um, that are looking to gain college entrance. And it's an adversity score added that oversees your SAT testing. I, I kid you not. The intention is to add points. Listen to this. To add points to the grades of students who come from areas that score higher on the adversity scale. So if you score low, they just add points to your score? If you score high on the adversity scale. The adversity scale would include things like... Uh, account for crime rates in your area, poverty rates, property values, uh, background, all these type of things. So you could be, you could work really hard for your college exam on your SAT, except you don't score really high on the adversity scale because you came from a low crime area. Seriously. So you would be, um, the college board would look at you differently. So they take points off. Yeah. Uh, no, no, they add points to another one to the lesser person oh, in their mind. You. So you. you would get uh, a, a points added to you. Oh, it seems so fair, doesn't it? Doesn't it, though? It seems Come on, crazy. Low-income students are told to work hard, study hard, and do all the things extracurricular you can do. There is a standard of learning that should be based on, I don't know, some crazy notion called learning. And you ought to be entered into colleges based upon your credentials, not the color of your skin, not where you were born, not your background, but by your credentials, how smart you are and how hard you worked. It's, it's this thing that we've held to in our entire lives that hard work pays off. And now we're told in the United States of America, it, that doesn't. it doesn't matter. doesn't matter anymore. That's like having a whole group of baseball teams. And at the end of the season, Everybody gets a trophy. It doesn't <laughs> matter whether you play the game or not. Or it might be like if you want to play baseball and you're not good enough to play in the major league, somebody will come along and say, you know what, his batting average wasn't that, wasn't 300, it was 400. Because we're going to add some points because he just had a hard time growing up as a kid. This is yeah. insanity. But remember what VCU Michael Rouse said at a graduation ceremony. You've experienced one of the most diverse universities in this nation, and we're proud of that. It's by design. And that's what the left wants for the entire United States of America. By design. It's by Michael design. Michael Rouse looks at the color of your skin. Things don't matter. Not your performance doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Not your grades. In fact, Michael Rao may have been the first guy to introduce us to this adversity score. You could be the greatest at what you do. But you're not going to VCU unless you're But it doesn't matter. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Unless unless you're a person. Now, that's just Michael Rao's name. That's his own words. 
I mean, it's incredible. I, what are we supposed to make of these words? It's what, frustrating. Uh, seriously. You've experienced one of the most diverse universities in this nation, and we're proud of that. It's by design. What is that supposed to mean? What do you mean by design? The only thing to make of that is that Michael Rao and his group of people who are reviewing college manuscripts are saying, wait a minute. What's the color of that guy's skin? Yeah. What, wait a minute. Where's he from? Can they ask that question? Uh, uh, he that just said he did. It's by design that the University of ECU is diverse on purpose, not because you deserve to come here because of the excellence of your grades. They have a chart. They have a chart. This many white, this many black, no this shame. many Hispanic. It's unbelievable. And so on. They have to, by the way, if they do have a chart like that, you have to fill it by looking at the color of someone's skin, which is diametrically opposed to the entire colorblind society that we'd like to have. Exactly. You know, the, the federal government put in laws, you know, equal opportunity laws 100 years ago. So, you know, employers have to employ certain people from certain races. The, and now it's called... Adversity score. Adversity. The adversity score will impact you. It will impact your kids. It will impact how hard they work because it essentially makes it irrelevant because someone can beat you because they were born in a tough scenario. This is exactly the kind of logical thought process that the American left gives you. This isn't a conservative idea. This isn't a free market idea. This is an American idea. This is a socialist, communist, leftist idea Welcome to the Democratic Party, which honestly would support this, and the leftist point of view. Years ago when I hired for a Fortune 500 company, I never looked at the color of their skin. Of course not. I didn't pay any attention. Of course not. And why would you? All you want is the the best word diversity never entered my mind. I hired the people who were qualified regardless of male, female, color of their skin. Didn't matter. Obama did that one time. Black, white, male. You know, I mean, this, this is diversity for diversity's sake when diversity is not, it's just, a, it's just a way of counting people. It's not a virtue. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. But that is our entire focus now. And it's scary. We long for a colorblind society, but I don't think we're going to see it in our lifetime. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW 92.7 FM. Chris from Chesterfield, you're on AMA 20 with the Lee Brothers. Welcome. Hey, guys, how are you? Great, how are you? I just wanted to share with you, before, before I got too gloomy, that one thing that um, I've got three boys, I can tell you overwhelmingly, the majority of schools are walking away from standardized testing altogether. So so I think, I think that <clears throat> I get the aim of this stuff, but like you said, in, in a lot of cases, um, the, the, the problem we have is... is uh, we, we have to have standards, right? and uh, that makes people edgy, too. They don't want core curriculums and stuff. So it's one of these things that's hard to gauge. All, 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 I, all I can say is that as, as people get older uh, and, and these, these kids try to get into these institutions, what's more important to me is that they know how to apply what they've learned. And the only way you're going to get there is to go back to things being called to the board and teachers have time to really make sure that you get the curriculum. And I, and I, know, I don't know how to fix that because these teachers do so much uh, administrative stuff they don't even have time to, to do that. Uh, well, we need a, rad- a great point. Thanks, Chris. We need What we need is a radical change in the way we educate. Yeah, he's we exactly need, right. We need school choice and we need to honor teachers who are very, very good. 
And by the way, uh, Thanks, we care Chris. we care more about how you think than what you think. How you think is very critical because it leads to good results. How you think is more important than what you think. And we can tell you how to think. Yeah, if you, if you don't, it. you call us. I mean, <laughs> we're here. All right, we'll tell you what to think. Check us out at WNTWTheAnswer.com. WNTWTheAnswer.com. There we archive our shows. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to two great videos of the day. And all the information on the Lee Brothers and a way to maybe get an honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker. All at eight. All at WNTWTheAnswer.com. Email us your comments at Patriots at TheLeeBrothers.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Friday, and we'll see you next week right here on 820 WNTW and FM 92.7. Six separate Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever you are, Anyang, now you go home. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.